0: This is a very special episode of Bippity Boppity Business. We are sitting down with Cassie Tucker, co-host of Marketing Happy Hour, founder of Cam Media, and former Disney cast member. We're going to uncover the secrets to building a successful brand story through the eyes of her experience as a marketing professional now, and also from a little bit of Disney Cast member experience as well. Imagineering your business story using the story brand framework is something that every entrepreneur should learn, especially in B2B. Creating a brand that creates affinity and makes people really want to learn more about you is super important as we move into the new year and plan for business as We are growing our businesses. So for this episode, Cassie and I discussed what it would be like, with a Disney twist of course, if Hades from Hercules decided he needed a story brand and needed a little bit of PR help. So I hope you enjoy this episode airing to you from Disney World, Port Orleans. And let me know what you like to do to improve your story brand in the comments below if you are watching this somewhere where you can see the comments. So yeah, I am so excited to get this episode going. Hope you enjoy. Sit back, relax, and let's get into it. <laughs> okay. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Bippity Boppity Business. I'm joined here with Cassie. And I don't know if you guys know where we are, but we are not in my home studio. We are in a royal suite at Riverside Port Orleans Resort in Walt Disney World, Orlando, Florida. So
1: welcome to my faux home. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. This is a lovely faux home.
0: You know, I live in the White House. It's casual. It's fine. But I was um, so excited to go to Disney on vacation. I'm going to be here for a couple of days. And in the meantime, I decided it would be really cool if I had a chat with Cassie here. So uh, Cassie lives in the area and she's also a huge Disney fan as well. If you may have uh, heard her already on a live stream that we did. But yeah, so thank you for joining us on this episode today, Cassie. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. How could I say no? This is such a wonderful treat. Yeah, yes. I really wanted to bring you on for a few
0: reasons. One, um, you're lovely to hang out with and talk to. We've really been bonding lately and i appreciate that and secondly um you have a lot of marketing experience and some experience working at disney too so i figured she would be great for you guys to uh hear from and learn from specifically um from your background i mean you've done so many things from uh public relations to digital media to um just like um, like everything under the sun essentially <laughs> in marketing as as far as that world goes, but something that I really enjoyed uh, that you do as well has to do with your ability to convey story in your messaging and building out that story brand. So um, I know that was like a lot of words that I just (laughs) threw at you, but tell me a little bit about how you got to the work that you're doing
1: today and more about what you do now. Yeah. Yeah. So long story short, I didn't know what I wanted to do going into college at all. And PR was kind of a a little trigger for me because there's a lot of different areas of PR that you can go into. And Mm -hmm. I was like, this is safe. I can get this degree and basically do a lot of different things. So I did that uh, through internships, did social media work, general marketing work, worked for a lot of small companies. Mm -hmm. So I had to wear a lot of hats and so kind of dabbled in all the areas of marketing and really started to gravitate towards social media strategy and management and things like that. Um, But I realized that in social media management, when I first learned it was all about promotion, promotion, promotion mm-hmm. on social. Um, I'm sure we remember those days where that's all brands did was just sell to their sell, audiences. Sell, promote,
0: yes. like Ads. very I, heavily yeah. what we can do for you, yes. not what
1: how we can help you. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yes. So that was kind of my background. And mm-hmm. then slowly over time, I was like this doesn't work. So I kind of started to learn more about the solution problem based um, marketing and and storytelling, too, and learning about how story just really brings that customer into this journey and solving their problem. And so that's kind of what I started to gravitate towards Um, along the way, too. I've shifted more into general content strategy too so lots of podcasting writing for email and and um websites and things like that and so it's still all over the place i'm still figuring out my specific niche but it's just been kind of fun along the way to figure it out
0: right but i think something that is um a misconception is that we have to be good at only one thing in marketing when in reality I think some of the best marketers out there are ones that have worn many hats Mm -hmm. and understand the different Um, industries are just different like areas of operation in a business because when a client does come talk to you and ask a certain question you will at least maybe have had like one or two instances where you've run into that and like you know what you're doing so um i think it's so cool all of the the work that you've done and um something that really stood out to me is how like beautiful her work is. Like it's so like it's branded nicely (laughs) and like, you know, I can really get a feel for the the messaging and the tone of what you Mm -hmm. want to say. And like you definitely speak to the audience. Mm -hmm. I think that's a skill that's really hard for individuals who are just starting out or trying to improve their marketing skills because we start to think about, um, just the general person, but we forget that we're talking to an individual. So um, does that relate in any way to the story brand? Like what is that and how does that help this kind of direct messaging to resonate with an individual?
1: Yeah. So story brand is kind of this framework that I started to gravitate towards when I was in that phase of figuring out Okay, sales messaging constantly doesn't work. It was kind of that that term of 80 mm-hmm. 20 was going around at that time. And so it was basically add value 80% of the time and 20% of the time sell. So it's like a very small percentage compared to um, those pieces where you're adding value, telling stories, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so story brand is something I, like I said, started to gravitate towards and read all about this. Um, it's, it's very Hollywood based. So basically, the guy, Donald Miller, that created this framework, he said, you know, Hollywood works. Clearly, it's been around so long. So how do we take this Hollywood storytelling framework and apply it to our messaging and businesses? Because it's clearly capturing the hearts and souls of consumers that are consuming movies. So how do we turn this into the way that we communicate brands to people? And so for that, it's really about just making the consumer the hero of your story because kind of what that salesy adage that I came from, it was all about the brand is the hero. Like, look at my brand. Mm. I'm so great. Look at how awesome We're the this best. Is. We have the yeah. best thing on the block. Exactly. And they were realizing that people weren't gravitating towards that kind of messaging that people come to your business or, you know, whatever you're offering and they say, what's in it for me. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of turns it shifts it on its head and it says, okay, no, the hero is the consumer. We are the guide in the hero's story and we're going to bring them through this journey of um, going through any sort of solution that we're offering. So that's kind of, that in a nutshell, and I'm I'm excited to kind of dive into it more. I'm not a certified guide, so one day I hope to learn even more about the process. Yeah. But even just learning that simple term of, okay, this is basically how Hollywood tells stories. So tell a story similar to how Hollywood would, but for your brand, and that's a really awesome way to capture the attention in the hearts of consumers.
0: Yeah, I think it's so funny because when you speak it about this concept from that lens and perspective people are like oh yeah I would totally want to do that with my brand but it's funny because I didn't even know story brand was a thing when I came up with this podcast my vision for the bippity boppity business is like how do we infuse wonder and in like excitement and Mm -hmm. and like this magnetic pull to a to not only a brand but like to businesses overall Mm -hmm. especially in in b2b too but i didn't know that story brand was a thing when i kind of came up with this show yeah but it's so true because when we create content that resonates at that level and that can paint a picture of how we fit into that story as well Mm -hmm. Um, it does perform a lot better because movies have been around like forever. (laughs) And I bet you can think of a movie that like you still remember and love. Like what was a movie that you grew up with or like an earlier one, one of the first ones that you can remember that you're still a super fan yeah. of today.
1: Yeah. Well, I think of all the Disney animation right. movies. So like right. Right. See, like Disney. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's so funny. I think that's why you and I gravitate towards Disney yes. because of the storytelling aspect, and we resonate, like you said, yes. with that hero within the the stories that we love. So it's kind of a similar thing, but just applying it to your business. And right. It, and it works. And so, it works. Yeah. When you,
0: for example, in Disney, the recent change. To to the lyrics of the fireworks show that ends with "You are the magic," right? right. Putting it on the, the the person experiencing the show. You are the magic. You yeah. are part of this. They're bringing them, bringing us into that story. It's a hero, yep. right? It's the hero framework, right? Yep. So something special we wanted to bring on this episode to all you watching is that we're going to take you guys on a journey of understanding what story branda is. Yeah but we're going to do it with a twist, with a Disney <laughs> twist. Okay. So Cassie could sit here and tell you all about, you know, what the the messaging is of a brand, how to set that up, who the competitors are of a brand, how you should be um, acting or, you know, networking or doing business in the marketplace to combat that. But we're here to tell you a story. So the story goes that we are all in, uh, well, m- Greek mythological hell, right? <laughs> okay, we're in, we're in, uh, we're in the movie Hercules. Okay, mm-hmm. and we got stuck there. Cassie and I got stuck there somehow. We're poor, unfortunate souls. Don't know how, but we're there and we're bored and we're marketers and our brains don't turn off. So we figured. huh. Let's take this opportunity to do some work and get busy. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Right. So then Hades walks up to uh, to Cassie and he's like, what's up, Cassie? So I, I actually, um, I know I got a bad rap. I know you're into PR. I know you can make me look good. Yeah. But I, I have this business that I want to run and I really need you to help me rebrand it mm-hmm. to get me where I need to go. So, you know. I need to recruit more souls Mm -hmm. and I need to make it look like it's a business and I want to profit off of it because I'm just doing this for free and now I'm bored, right? So that's what Hades is all about. So Cassie, how do we help Hades build his story brand? Gosh. Well,
1: I would say you mentioned PR, which my first step, he clearly needs some reputation management because his reputation currently is not good. So we need to kind of go in there. Let's, Let's change the public's perception of Hades. Let's make him look like at least a semi good gent out there to the community. So I would say for him, that's kind of the first step. I would work directly with him Mm -hmm. even before he starts a company, figure Mm -hmm. out, okay, how can we get Hades involved in the community? Is it volunteering? Is it, you know, what can we do to make people start to think, okay, Hades is like kind of turning a leaf. He's not too bad of a guy right Right. now. And then that's got to continue through when he starts his company. So he, he has to make a lot of promises before he starts the company. It's kind of like being a politician. Like right. you got to say what you're going to do and you have to follow through with it. So when he starts his company, continue that positive vibe with what's going on, um, continue to help out the community, maybe have some sort of uh, charity element to the yeah. business. And then over time, hopefully people will start to buy into that fully. Um, yeah. It takes time, especially with someone like him, yeah. just because <laughs> he has such a bad reputation. But over time, (laughs) That trust will kind of come. Yeah. And so he's just got to stick with it and stay true to that new persona. I think what's interesting that
0: you said is. Like a politician, almost, in uh, reputation management—you mm-hmm. want to come out on the scene and have those promises, right? Yep. So, when I was reading um, Bob Iger's book, he talked about when he was uh, trying to become a CEO. He had a little consultant meeting with someone in like branding or PR, or whatever, and that guy also told him you need to have three promises mm-hmm. that you're going to fall back on yep. and try to keep pushing and uh, relaying throughout the work that you're doing, so that. It's very clear what you stand for and what you don't stand for, right? Yeah. So what? What's maybe? What's one promise? What's a Hades promise? (sighs)
1: So if the idea, let's see, we said the idea of his his brand is he's a recruiter, recruiting recruiting hell, yes. So maybe one is hey this journey of coming to hell is going to be really smooth it's going to be smooth but it's also going to be fun right it's hell right. we're partying exactly <laughs> so maybe that's the first thing and then yeah. maybe another one. Oh my gosh I'm trying to think of another one this is so hard um, so funny. <laughs> uh let's say maybe you know once you get there how is yeah. that experience right. gonna be right and then what he promises to kind of continue to guide that person mm-hmm. through that hellish journey. right? And so those are those are kind of a couple of the elements just right off the bat. Yes. But he has to stay true to those. He yes. cannot give up on those promises. All right. So he's
0: built his promises. His reputation is on par. Mm-hmm. Folks are like, you know, Hades isn't really that bad. Yep.
1: What's our next step? So next step, I would say, after that reputation management, that's going to be a long journey. So he has to continue with that. I would say, you know, if he has a PR rep, working with that pr rep if that's us stepping in Mm -hmm. we have to continue to guide him through that um because one slip up he could be back to the beginning where he was his old haiti self right and we don't want to get there so um i think that's a big thing and then continuing to create a really hopefully semi-positive experience with what he's building um in through his messaging and marketing. So that's mm. kind of the next step. So, you know, everything has to be consistent. What he says he's gonna do, him personally has to be translated to what the website for um, guiding people to hell says he's going to do. Those promises. I feel can like be we reiterated. should we should make this website now. It's so funny. <laughs> we like totally could. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Next step. Next step. <laughs> we'll create a podcast too. Um interview Hades on it. Yeah. No, so that's that's the big thing is like yeah. making sure all of of these pieces so your brand kind of aligns with who you are as a person's reflection of, mm. of your values and things like that and then the experience online and offline is always consistent you kind of know what to expect when interacting with this brand um so yeah the messaging marketing piece I would say would come next
0: what's what are some ideas like if you could creatively think about the essence of that messaging and marketing for this this whole campaign that we're yeah. running for him.
1: Yeah. Well, going back to kind of the story brand yeah. uh solution. So story brand kind of starts with what is this problem mm-hmm. that someone's facing? So maybe it's, you know, I don't know. They they died a hard death, and now yeah. they need to get to hell in a yeah. smooth path. So that yeah. maybe that's the problem, for yeah. example. And then it kind of starts to outline. Okay, how are you going to provide a solution to get them to have a smoother transition? Right. To okay, where I got going. one.
0: We know your life yeah. sucked on Earth, <laughs> yeah, and the way you left wasn't so great either,
1: right. but. The afterlife is where the after party is. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And then, so kind of a this whole process in a nutshell, towards the end of the process, it's what would this person's life look like if they decided mm-hmm. to work with you or to go on, on yeah. the Hades hell journey? Yes. And what would their life look like if they didn't? And so kind of creating that what if scenario and making them really feel like they need your solution as Mm -hmm. a business owner or else their life is going to be more of a hell. Right. It's already about to be. Um so that's kind of that in a nutshell. Yeah. Okay. All right. I know that's really morbid as a story,
0: but it's also hilarious and very relatable to understand. So we're back in hell and we understood the journey. We got sold on the recruiting hell message and you know, well, we're just sitting there in this story. We're watching this all happen yes. and raking in massive amounts of dollars for helping yes. in, helping uh, Mr. Hercules. Not Hercules, Hades, helping Hades. <laughs> I don't know where Hercules is in this story. Clearly, I, yeah. he was still zero. He was not here yeah. yet. He was not here right. yet. And um, it doesn't stop there. So you you did all this work. You're a great person now, according to the public eye. Mm-hmm. You have all these leads. your leads converted you have business now how does Hades keep his business do we refer to the story brand for any of that or we just just in general we're just trying to coach him on best client service practices or customer service practices
1: yeah yeah I think it's twofold so I think for some of it, it's those promises, right, that we're going to mm-hmm. go back to. Okay. So making sure anything he needs to act out in his promises, he obviously has to continue that with customers. But also customer service is going to come really in handy for him because he has to create a positive experience for his customers. Mm-hmm. And he's going to do that through great customer service elements in his business and so he's got to continue that because listen those people going to hell are not going to refer him if he doesn't create a positive experience those people are going to take another route on their journey so we want them to choose Hades every time and he's going to create that word of mouth uh, advertising through a positive customer experience
0: right something I remember researching back when I was learning more about inbound marketing which is a favorable strategy of Mm -hmm. marketing that I personally
1: enjoy yeah.
0: is that some of your best marketing and exposure is through happy customers because I am more likely to go buy a product or service If you told me that you liked it and I already know, like, and trust you. Right. Mm -hmm. So like we're setting up on the set today and she brings this really beautiful light here. Okay. And she's like, this light's great. It's like a few bucks. And I'm already like in my brain, in my Amazon shopping cart going to buy this light because I trust Cassie. Mm -hmm. And I think that's super important. Um, There are a lot of people that gets stuck in the branding element of their work. They get so immersed in that story that they forgot how to provide the positive ending to the story. How do we conclude the journey that your hero is going on? And that is through um, continually providing amazing Mm -hmm. customer service. So let's go deeper into that, right? So we have that mindset. What are some things that we can do to Uh, provide them with that positive experience.
1: Absolutely. Well, and I'll say a note, too, on your branding Mm -hmm. uh, topic there. You know, I cannot tell you how many restaurants, for example, I've been to. Where I've been on Instagram, the aesthetic is there. Mm -hmm. It is super cute. I'm, like, stoked to go to this place because it looks adorable. And I go – and the customer service sucks and the food is like, eh. yeah, and like, I'm not going to come back like sure. It was cute to see and take photos of, but like, I'm not going to come back because I didn't overall enjoy the experience. So yeah, branding is great and it's, it's good to have good branding. Mm-hmm. But if you don't also meet that with a positive experience, when someone walks into the door, it's, it's not going to be there. So I think for, you know, customer service, a big thing is just leading with empathy and, Um, You know, a big problem I think businesses run into is not coaching their team on how do you respond when someone is upset at you and they're taking it out on you because their kids having a a tough day or, you know, the safari broke down and, and they're upset and they're taking it out on you. The way that you respond is so important and a lot of people I think are too quick to react and they don't step back and say, Okay, I need to understand maybe what this person went through today. They're not having a great day. And so let me react accordingly. Yeah. Um so I think reactions are always one of the biggest elements and just being kind and you know, responding in a way that's positive and uplifting and not, you know, negative. Have a smile on your face right. too. The way that you look is is always a big thing. Looking someone in the eyes and not looking at the ground when you're talking to them, all of those things um, are just simple elements that lead to a positive customer experience.
0: Right. Like something I feel we both really uh, agree and relate on is this idea of empathy and customer service. Empathy doesn't mean that you're a pushover. Right. It doesn't mean that you're going to say yes to everything that the customer says, Mm -hmm. but you're actually just going to sit, listen, acknowledge their needs, make them feel heard, seen and just cared for Mm -hmm. and in their best interest with that tone there's actually more that you can say and do for the customer when you're approaching it with that kind of um just mentality and just energy Mm -hmm. so i really love how disney does this Mm -hmm. there are it's no joke we know that disney is not always a fun place with kids it can be hot Mm -hmm. and cast members they have a hard job. They yes. really do make the magic because they're supposed to be like, everything's amazing, <laughs> even though your child is screaming in my ear. Mm-hmm. Have a magical day, it's you know?
1: A like 100 degrees outside in Florida. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard. It's hard, yeah. but
0: the level at which they are able to um, execute mm-hmm. this customer service is admirable to me and yeah. does add to the overall experience, bringing us into the story and wanting us to... Keep coming. And it's that lifetime customer value that we're really trying to uh, go for mm-hmm. in marketing instead of that one-time person dropping in and buying a thing. Yep. Because I feel like you can agree with me on this. If I spent X amount of dollars on my website, X amount of dollars, let's talk about the restaurant, right? Yeah. Uh, the aesthetic of the restaurant. They come once. Mm-hmm. Did I really even make money? No. Did I really even make money? I kind of maybe... Lost some money because I lost the lifetime value, the returns that I would get if that customer and their family and their kids' kids from over time wanted to keep coming back for more. Absolutely. So your time at Disney, she was a cast member. Once a cast member, always a cast member. (laughs) I'm one by proxy for just sitting next to her. (laughs)
1: Association. by association, right?
0: But you probably learned so much Mm -hmm. about how to deal with these situations and that level
1: of empathy can you speak to
0: that a little bit
1: yeah absolutely i mean the training as i'm sure most people know is just insane and they've Mm -hmm. taken so much time to just lock that down and Mm -hmm. understand how to provide a positive training experience and to educate their cast members and things like that i think another thing too that has helped a lot is Leadership should and was when I was working there mm-hmm. makes you feel like you're a part of a bigger story. So mm-hmm. you're not just a cast member selling pins in a shop. You're a cast member selling pins who is um, a part of this family's journey that mm-hmm. came from thousands of miles away. It's their first time at Disney. And so you're part of that experience for them. So I think for leadership, if, if leaders are trying to figure out, okay, how do I teach my Uh, my employees to provide a positive experience it's like okay we'll make them feel like they're part of this bigger purpose and story and mission they're part of the story brand in a way too exactly exactly and they're not just that That person who comes in, you know, clocks in and and sells pizza or Mm -hmm. whatever, you know. So, experiencing, allowing them to experience that part of it, um, that gives them a bigger form of purpose. So, when they walk into their role every day, they know that they have a big role to play and they turn it on and they're excited Mm -hmm. to be there. Um, And so, too, I think just uh, another thing we would do is magical moments. So we would go above and beyond if we saw a family who um, was struggling or, or was juggling a bunch of bags, for example, right. you know, providing something to them to make their day easier, their life easier, just uh, providing them something that they didn't ask for. Uh, but we noticed a need and or we noticed a desire for something and just being able to hand that off. And that also comes from leadership, empowering the um, employees to be able to provide those experiences too. Um, and so we were taught all of those different things, but also just having a a really big education, um, on what we do. Uh, for example, if you work at animal kingdom, like learn about the animals, what can you do to educate the customer on Mm -hmm. something they should look out for during the day or tell them about a show that you really enjoy and kind of sharing your personal experience with them. Um, you know, those are all different elements that I learned during that training experience and throughout my time uh, with the parks. And
0: something that makes me so happy while you're talking about this is you said education, the customer right I feel like the folks that started in customer service and then went into marketing don't at me for this okay (laughs) I'm just saying my theory and opinion those that started in customer service and then went into marketing Mm -hmm. are really good marketers yeah because maybe it's not the same industry that you're marketing in. maybe you're doing something completely different but you had an experience uh, professionally Mm -hmm. where you were out there on the out in the field per se dealing with customers day to day so you're not in your lofty office like looking down thinking what a customer might want right but you know what a customer would want yes, and you know how to educate said customer right Mm -hmm. what do you think about this
1: theory uh 100 and that's why i tell people i i've talked to people before who said oh i've you know when i was growing up i was working at starbucks and Mm -hmm. doing this and like i was uh serving panera bread and Mm -hmm. i'm like well good. Yeah, Like you were out there face to face with customers, serving them and understanding more about their experience and what they expect as people. So I think people who have those kind of not to, I don't want to call it lower level experiences mm-hmm. but kind of like started from the bottom now right. we're here essentially right. like you have to experience those pieces and those times in your life because you're understanding how to create in-person experiences that you can also translate online or through a podcast or you know whatever it may be and so those do not discount those experiences and I would they say. also make you more relatable yeah I think
0: that's so cool because yep. when you have that level of experience entry level you're starting Mm. out in the world people will relate to you more as an individual when you can refer back to those times even when you're discussing a general marketing strategy be like you know what back in my day when i worked here this happened (laughs) i can see this happening here too yeah and this reminds me of lee cockrell Mm -hmm. uh who did start you know, a former VP of operations for Walt Disney World, but he didn't start from the top. He didn't come into corporate. Mm -hmm. He started from the bottom. Right.
1: But I think that's what makes him such a
0: good leader. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And he dropped out of college, which is a whole other thing. So most people will say, oh, I can't get there. I, I don't have the potential to step into a leadership role or step into my goals, whatever they are. And it's like, no, you do. You just have to work hard, but also don't Discount those past experiences that that you had to use them as stepping stones and learn from them because there's something to learn from every experience that you have.
0: Right. From every experience, whether it was the internships that you had in college, Mm -hmm. working at Disney, uh, what you're doing now, everything that we learn can transfer into a new experience and be part of not just our story, but hopefully making the customers
1: uh, or the clients that we have stories even better, right? Yes, absolutely. I know we have kind of a unique, good opportunity for us just because our client rosters are on the, like, we're not a massive, we're not massive agency. So we have the opportunity uh, to create really great experiences for each of those clients and really get to know them. So going back to those magical moments, paying attention to Oh, John's kid's birthday is next week. Like, what can I do? That's something kind of sweet, or you know, that's that's pretty personal too. So, like, right. depending on your uh, relationship with that client, or just like, checking in, like, with right. a text message because you can right. at that time, right? You know,
0: within work hours, every now and then, you're like, you know, what? I haven't sent an email to this customer, mm-hmm. and I can sense that they're probably not so happy with me right now because it's mm-hmm. been a minute since I've talked to them let me just take a second to send a thoughtful text message and ask them how they're doing and, and like ask them if there's anything I can do to help. Yeah. I think those little moments, like I'm trying to get better at as well too, because we can forget, we can forget in the day to day. Like I want to have some empathy for you watching. I'm Mm. not trying to say (laughs) that, you guys just don't understand customer service. No, we forget and Mm -hmm. we need reminders and we need inspiration to be able to go back and reassess and evaluate what is it that I'm doing for my business to make Mm -hmm. it as magical and uh, um, just successful as possible, Mm -hmm. both for me as a a entrepreneur and for the customer experiencing it, right? Whether it's the brand that needs more help we go there whether it's the customer experience that needs more help we go there each season throughout the story of your business will need different levels
1: of attention and it's just up to us to be aware of that yes awareness is is important because i think you and i can get so stuck in the day-to-day yes the grind and, and getting stuff done and projects and so if you have to put it on your calendar that every two weeks, you know, share some new value or check in with a client or call them. That's, mm-hmm. that's another thing I'm terrible at Like, like calling like, the phone and yeah. call. Like sometimes I you just got to gotta call them. Yeah, yeah. We all need to do better. Exactly. But, but just have set reminders if yeah. you, if you need extra, you know, Uh, notifications or whatever or set it in your calendar like do it if that's going to help you get into that groove and over time the habit will come but know that there's value in doing that ultimately and hopefully that serves as motivation and I think if it
0: makes you feel any better for it makes me feel better when I think about this too yeah if you don't know if you're doing enough ask your customer yep Am I reaching out to you enough? Do you feel like is there any is there anything you feel like I could be doing better? Yep. Um is there anything you feel that is lacking from our services? If you were to come back and buy our product or service today, what would you wish mm-hmm. it would be different? For example, yeah. I think creating those opportunities when you can will help mm-hmm. because we're all just trying to figure it out. Yeah. But those data points, I think, are really important. Yes. And I'm not trying to say make a survey all the time. You can if yeah. you want, but like the clients that you have, like start with them, mm-hmm. and then start with some of your colleagues too. Right. You right. can ask for advice. I can be like, "Hey, um, listen, I'm I'm doing these things for my <laughs> business, but like I feel like they're not so good. Can you yeah. tell me what you think?" And yeah, yeah that's that's all yeah. it is. It's just educating and inspiring yourself with uh, the people around you.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: All right, we're we're gonna change the vibe a little bit we talked <laughs> way too much about business we're gonna change to our disney rapid fire section mm-hmm. okay um it might not be so rapid but we'll try i'm really bad at making it oh,
1: fast I get, I get so stuck <laughs> i on get questions. so hung but up I on questions like talk about something so are you yeah. ready
0: i'm ready all right my first question for you um if you were able to have any piece of clothing from a Disney princess movie doesn't even have to be a princess like I remember well let me pause if you were to have any piece outfit whatever
1: which one would it be and and why oh that is so so fun and <laughs> I'm like I can think of a million things for a yeah. million different reasons yeah honestly the first thing that popped in my head was Vanellope What's her full name? Vanellope Von schweitzer or whatever? Sure. I don't know her last
0: name. I just know it's from Wreck It <laughs> Ralph. I could never actually say it. Yes. So.
1: No, her little, like, her jacket always yes. looks so comfortable to oh me. And I'm like, I just need that cozy little zip up jacket. That's
0: hilarious that you went for the cozy yeah. one because my brain wants, sp- I've always wanted this dress, the pink version of Cinderella's dress. Oh, yes. Where is this yes. dress? Yes. I want this dress. Yeah. It's really cute. Is it not? I feel like she should have gone to the ball with I that. It, you I know, agree. she wanted to. Unfortunately, yeah. she couldn't. Those darn stepsisters. Okay. Um, other question. If you could meet any legendary Disney voiceover actor or actress,
1: which character would it be that you'd be like? And what would you try to... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well... I so a couple things. Uh, Ariel was my movie yes. growing up, and it slowly shifted to Beauty and the Beast. Even though I still love Ariel, yes, but, um, I would love to sit down with Jodie Benson oh, and yes. talk to her. Yes. Um, and she seems really nice. Or like Josh Gad and talk
0: about. Olaf I would want to meet Josh Gad. Yeah. I feel it like I would have so, so, so much fun. Voice of Olaf, yeah. Josh Gad. Yes, I actually got to have an autograph from Jodie Benson uh-huh. when I went to MegaCon. I didn't get to really talk to her because I was as a Megacon cosplay goer. Oh my and I looked so bad because I had a red wig and a blue dress. And I was trying to do steampunk Ariel, but I got lazy. So I just looked like a weirdo in a red wig. So <laughs> and I also was like too flabbergasted. She was too stunned to speak. I was too flabbergasted to like even talk to her Jody or whatever. Jody, like we're on a first name know, basis. LOL. No, we're not. Oh absolutely gosh. not. That's but it was amazing. cool. That's amazing. Um, but Josh Gad, I would agree. Yeah. I feel like that'd be so fun. Yeah. I, I seems would, like a good time. rest in peace, I would say Robin Williams. If he was still alive, yeah. I would have loved to met yes. that, meet that man. To meet yes. that man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't talk. I met him. I met him. Okay. Um. Disney experience, super exclusive one that you've always wanted to do. They say you can go do it. Which Gosh. one would you do
1: i'm i'm very uh, like the cinderella castle suite cinderella castle suite yeah. yes thank you but <laughs> yes. but like that or club 33 right like I, yeah
0: right it's hard. have you been inside cinderella's castle suite at any point in
1: your life cassie no my so my roommate from the college program yeah she was in custodial uh-huh. of magic kingdom and she did indeed get taken up there
0: i would literally a be a janitor yeah. at disney just yes. to see this suite i'm sorry to anyone yeah. that like tries to hire me for that role like yes. you probably don't want to now but yes. like i will do this job and clean the suite so funny
1: story about her too she so i told you she was yes. a Hate it. Well, she didn't hate it. I think she enjoyed the experience, but it was hard. I mean, I mean, it's here.
0: cleaning. It's hard yeah. work, and kids puke. Yes. things sorry for the graphics, yes. but like
1: kids are kids at the park, right? So the day that she went up there was like a really hard day for her, mm. and her manager surprised her with that, which I'm like, oh, what more would you need on a bad day? Right. But she ended up becoming friends with Rapunzel over time. Mm. She auditioned for that whole experience like mm-hmm. several times and finally made it wow but, yeah very much a cinderella story <sighs> over time but
0: yeah i guess i have to be a janitor at disney now to finally see this suite. my yeah. goal is by episode 100 of this podcast someone will it's take doable. us there it's, it's got someone one of you out there you got yep. let us go we're yep. we're nice we can interview people yeah. for business reasons yeah.
1: In in the Cinderella, like we could be there right now. Can we
0: could imagine? imagine. Ah, all right. one hundred. We'll be back. We'll be back
1: for that. <laughs>
0: Anyways, Cassie, it's always a pleasure talking yes. to you on the show. You if too. anyone would like to learn more about you, work with you, just chit
1: chat, how can they best do that? Yes. So, like you, LinkedIn is my one of my favorite, probably my favorite platforms right now. So it's just Cassie Tucker on LinkedIn. Um, Instagram is at Cassie Joy Tucker, and that's it. Oh, that's not it, though.
0: She also has a podcast. Right. (laughs) And I'm here to remind you, and you, that if you haven't checked out Marketing Happy Hour... You are missing out on an amazing podcast. And you were recently
1: on it, which was was such a wonderful thank you for that reminder. Of course, that's all I do. I I just we (laughs) forget
0: the million things that I do. I literally do it all the time. Absolutely, but please check out her podcast, Marketing Happy Hour. She's also a podcast host. And if you feel like you would be a really great marketing guest on Cassie's show, hit her up.
1: And I will enjoy, with my own glass of wine, listening in the background. Yes. So. Yes. And if you need, if you're looking to start a podcast or you have one and you want to learn more, go listen to Rita's episode of that show because she goes into all the do's, the don'ts, the strategies behind creating a podcast. We go really into the business there. Super in business. I learned a lot. It was a
0: great episode. That's awesome. Yes. Alright, well thank you so much Cassie. This has been Bipity Bopity Business. I hope you all do something that inspires you today and brings the wonder and joy back into your everyday life. Please make sure to like and uh, follow this podcast and um, I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you. You've been listening to Bippity Boppity Business. Like what you hear so far? Leave us a review in in Apple or listen to us anywhere you prefer listening to your podcast. Until next time, have a magical day.